You've read the magazine, you've seen the website, and now, because we're very 21st century... Oh, you know that by now. It's the Whistler Podcast. Everything you want to know about writing life but didn't know who to ask. You know, I always think that the best criteria of, of a great restaurant is you leave and you feel uplifted, like you're sort of walking on air, you know, and that's very rare. This week we're with Andy Lyons, food writer for The Times, Telegraph, The Independent, and one of the people behind Brighton Best, which, well, as it says on their website... Brighton's Best Restaurants Awards were set up in 2016 to celebrate the city's dynamic restaurant scene. They're also behind October Best, the city's celebration of quality restaurants where you can eat for just £25 a head. The Best Awards come out in April and there's a big interview with Andy in the next edition of your friendly neighbourhood Whistler about all that. We sent our intrepid reporter, the Whistler's food editor, Jilly Smith, to meet him at the Chili Pickle, our favourite restaurant, to get his top tips for the best places to eat in Brighton over the festive season. But first, some terms to clarify. What does best mean in Brighton? Okay, so, um, well, for, for Brighton's best, what we sort of say to people who vote for the awards is just to, it doesn't matter if it's a pizza place or a really posh, you know, more, um, multi-course fine dining restaurant as long as you've had a memorable experience there and you know and looking at the whole experience not just the food the service the ambiance and how you feel when you leave you know i always think the, the best criteria of a great restaurant is that you leave and you feel uplifted like you're sort of walking on air you know and that's very rare but i think that's what you want so it's not just about you know technically brilliant cooking or necessarily great you know ingredients although obviously you want those if possible but it's just about the whole experience how it makes you feel yeah and i would i would use the michelin kind of standard not in terms of food but in terms of consistent entertainment where you walk into a place and you just uplifted as uh, you know in the same way that you just described but that it is consistent every single time you go back and you absolutely know that you are going to get what you're paying for yeah not so in brighton i'm finding so let's go through your list by your top five okay well so these again these are sort of five restaurants that i've been to recently that i really really enjoyed and would want to go back to quite soon um, I mean, the top one that's in my mind is Palmito, um, which is this tiny little 20-seater in Hove. It used to be a takeaway, I believe. And there's two chefs that met at the Chili Pickle, um, Kanthi and Diego. Uh, and they're from very different backgrounds. Kanthi's South India um, and Diego's from Ecuador. And they, their sort of influences sort of crash. Well, not crash. They, they sort of meld on their quite short, sort of ever-changing menu. And it's just thrilling. I, know, I, just I mean, thrilling. I saw your Instagram review and yeah. I just immediately wanted to go there. Yeah. Um, I, I can't quite get it into my head. I can't quite get those flavours going around in my imagination. Give me an example. Um, well, so, uh, I mean, everything we had was brilliant, but um, the, the thing that I made particular note of was this um, spiced mung bean dal with roasted squash, which um, just had sort of like warm spicing. You know, it wasn't in-your-face spicy, but it was just, you know, the best thing that's ever been done to a squash, basically. Um, and that was delicious, but then... Um, 
comparatively there was this um, suckling pig sanguche which is just like a sort of South American sandwich I suppose that came with this lovely tamarillo chili sauce and that had perhaps a bit more sort of fire and spice and a bit more boldness but both were equally enjoyable so so it is you know it's not a it's not your average menu you know it's I think perhaps in other people's hands you might think oh blimey this is all over the place but because they're so skilled they know exactly what they're doing you know it's just it works brilliantly I think can't wait to try it number two um, in no particular order. In no order. particular order, um, it's an old, old favourite. Is ginger pig. So I've been. I mean, I don't know how long it's been there. Maybe 10, 15 years, something like that. Yeah, I mean, the ginger man um, certainly was there when we were doing the juicy yeah. guide, which was back in the early two thousands. Yeah. So it's, it's like an old stager, I suppose, in terms of the Brighton scene. But I think the, my most recent meal there, which was a couple of weeks ago, is probably the best it's ever been. Um, and the place just looks lovely, even although apparently they're refurbishing early next year, which, uh, which surprises me because it's such a lovely room. Service is brilliant. I mean, it's just so engaged and knowledgeable and friendly, and they really make you feel welcome. And we messed them around actually quite badly because one of our group was late. We were an hour late going to our table, and they didn't say a word. And then, but then when we got there, we, had, we over-ordered massively. But one thing that really stuck out to me was the um, grilled bream with Makani sauce, uh, which is like a sort of tomato creamy, spicy Indian sauce. And it was just glorious, just glorious. And, and the food seemed perhaps a little bit smarter than it had done in the past. And, but it was still, uh, you know, it wasn't fancy food, but just sort of clean and nice and... And again, consistent. I mean, I yeah. would go for the ginger man group. Anything in the group, ginger man group, ginger man itself, ginger pig, yeah. ginger fox out in the countryside. Yeah. What a total delight! Yeah. But also Flint House. Yes, Flint House would absolutely get it for me. Yeah. Glorious service, front of house service by Leo is just absolutely amazing. And one of those places where you can ring as a local and they will find you a space, even on a busy Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Well, and talking of sort of consistency, there um, one of the things I really love there is the sweet corn fritters they're always ox cheek for me number three yes um, so number three Nemo Eats at um, the Eagle Pub which is sort of like a resident kitchen um, which is slightly newer but I think they opened 18 months or so ago something like that um, so it's run by um, a lady called Bookies, originally from northern Thailand, and she started it as a delivery-only um, service during lockdown, but then got this residency. And she just does all, all everything you'd, you'd expect in a Thai restaurant. So there's you know the curries and stir fries and pad thais and all that sort of thing and salads. But it's just done, well, going back to that word again consistently, I mean, we keep on going back because it's so well done and it's really good value. I mean, that's, um, you'll see this recurring theme in all of my choices, is the, it's really good value dining. And that, I suppose everyone's looking for that at the moment, but it, it just, I think that's, what, that's how I want to eat it. Yeah. Thai is interesting. Thai's always done very well in Brighton, and there yeah. are some very—I mean, Unitai is consistently one of the things that get, that the names that keeps coming up. What really kind of takes the box for you about that? About Nemo? Um, well, I really, I really like the setting. It's actually so just in the back part of the, the pub, and the pub's nicely done out. It's very casual, but the service is you know pretty good. Um, I suppose it's generosity of it. Um, 
the, but the flavours, I suppose, that's, and that's another uh, consistent for all of these five choices. It's always sort of big, bold flavours, and um, and it's just it's, it's really addictive. You know, once you, you sort of finish the meal, you sort of immediately want more, or you're immediately planning to go back. So, and, and the food's quite spicy there. You know, it's got quite a kick, but it's not so much that you can't go back and you know, can't bear this. So. But Kit, Kit Gum Kitchen is also on your t- your list. Now, yeah. I came across Kit Gum when it was uh, a store in Upper Garden Street Market. Yeah. Loved it then. Tell me how it's progressed. It's been a pop-up in a lot of places. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Um, I mean, I first came across it in um, Horsham, actually. I was judging street food competition, and they were one of the, um, the stalls. And I, I immediately thought it was great there. I mean, I think they're still doing a similar style of cuisine. It's just... Um, yeah, so it's East African and Gujarati. So it's an unusual combination of the game, I suppose, a bit like Palmito. So um, it's probably, you know, I don't know enough about either of those cuisines to say whether it's authentic versions of those dishes, but I get the feeling it's probably it's their personal interpretation of the, the sort of food that they ate as kids. Um, and, I mean, I, I really ate their quite recently we went there as part of the October Best so we had their October Best meal um, the one real standout dish was lamb belly with tamarind and earth salsa and it was just beautiful I mean just great and they uh, in comparison to Nemo Kit Gum's approach I think is much more subtle and much more understated in terms of the spicing at least but you're still getting you know big flavours and and it is amazing venue and really enjoyable. It, that is the idea, isn't it, of October Best? Is that you know people get an opportunity to try restaurants that may they may not have heard of, yeah. but let, then they're on the list. It's twenty five pounds for three course meal. Usually three courses. Yeah, I mean we leave it up to the, the restaurants um, to decide how they can best deliver you know an experience for that amount of money because obviously. These days, it, that's really difficult to do for some of the restaurants. So, yeah, most of them three courses, some are just a, a lesser. And so to the chilli pickle, the fifth on your list, in no particular yeah. order. Tell me why. Um, well, it's also on mine, I might add. Oh, good. Um, well, I just, I've just been coming here since they opened. It's one of those restaurants that just, I think, just gets better and better over time. You know, And you never, ever had a disappointing meal here and I always look forward to it I and mean, the last time we came had the um, black pepper lamb ribs which are just <laughs> unbelievable and the and, you know the naan breads are you know amazing um, but I think that most of all you know we've been talking a little bit about welcome and mm. you, the welcome here is consistently excellent even though they get a high turnover of staff wonderful yeah. young people coming in coming out from all over the world but the welcome is consistent because Alan and Dawn make sure that they train them to, to make to really make us feel wonderful as we walk in is that what you find? Yeah I think um, the fact that Alan and Dawn are closely involved with their day to day running and I think that really shows even though it's, it's a big restaurant um, but it feels like a personal one. So I think that's what makes, apart from the fact that all the food is delicious, I think that's what makes the, the big difference. Okay, so this is the bit of the podcast where you go and put the kettle on, have something to drink or something like this, because our intrepid reporter has realised that she's talking about the food at the chilli pickle and she's not eating any of it. And, uh, and look, she's professional, yeah? So she's got to eat some. Look, no one said this was an easy gig. 
Now we've just had a wonderful goat curry. Um, I asked Dawn, uh, one of the owners, about her sourcing policy. It's really hard, isn't it, to get your sourcing right? It's a, it's an absolute must for me. If I come to the chili pickle, I'll eat the lamb and I'll eat lots of vegetarian stuff, but I won't expect to get a fantastically sourced chicken. Well, actually. Dawn says they only get halal chicken, which means, according to the Quran, you know, you have to treat animals with kindness according to halal law. So, actually, I might well have the chicken. But I'm thrilled that they've got cabrito goat. Goat is one of those animals that would be put down at birth. Um, Billy goats, anyway. Um, So this is a great market for them. What did you think of the goat curry? Um, I thought it was absolutely delicious, um, and I love it. It's um, it's a really good meat, and it, and it is perfect for a restaurant like Chili Pickle, as long as the general public are willing to try it, which they absolutely should do because it is fantastic. And, and goat meat doesn't have you know a strong gamey flavour or anything. You know, you could mistake it for you know lamb, for example. I would say. Um, so it's really accessible, and, and that's a brilliant curry. That is just so delicious. So, it really is. Reasons of the Whistle will know uh, that in the October edition, I did a big piece on where uh, some of the best restaurants do their sourcing. And Trenchmore Farms, Saddlescombe Farm, uh, Brighton and New Haven Fish Supplies, those are the big names to look for. I want people to, to ask where their meat comes from, because if you ask, the chefs will know that it matters. And it really does matter. Of course it matters. So when you go and eat at a restaurant, ask. Why not? Ask where the meat comes from. And if they can't tell you, ask again. And if they won't tell you, well, you've got a decision to make, haven't you? That's it for this week. If you want to hear more of Jilly, check out her award-winning podcast, Cooking the Books with Jilly Smith. Other than that, all that's left to do is to wish you a happy Christmas. No, Merry Christmas, isn't it? Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, glad tidings we bring, and all that kind of thing. See you on the other side. Keep well. Bye.